my beautiful voice because i know you did you can lie to yourself and say that you didn't but i know that you did and that's all that really matters it is i ultra back on the podcast once again joined as always by the wonderfully talented incredibly amazing best friend worthy and dance moves eh, darby darby how you doing today i'm doing okay i mean the the pre-show dancing is is a really good thing that we are developing as it goes yes to work in progress and of course also joining us all around secondary best friend great person and canadian brother-in-law maybe sure why not let's go with that i don't know it could work in theory <laughs> and also dance moves meh you know conrad conrad how you doing today i at least made darby laugh with my dance moves so mission accomplished today um yeah, uh, other than all three Canadian MLS teams deciding they didn't want to play football this week, it was a okay week. All right, so with that, let's jump right into it, and let's talk about the biggest controversy of the week, and hands down, that was the smallest banner in the history of MLS, possibly arguably the most disturbingly unnerving, unrecognized, unworthy, disappointing, and heartbreaking for supporters championship banner that was and i hesitate to even call it that because it literally looks like a piece of construction paper or like one of those signs they give out at like hockey games when you walk through the door and say go team or whatever anyways that of course is the new york city fc banner conrad we'll go to you first what were your thoughts on this debacle well obviously it was unveiled before the match against uh the montreal impact yeah they're not cf montreal you can go fly a kite if you think that's the case um Anyways, yeah, it was it's laughable. We have bigger TIFO at Cavalry games. And that's like, saying something, because Cavalry, you know, not exactly packing. Well, the CPL, the CPL isn't a big league. We are... Exactly. Yeah, we're a Tier 3 league with TIFO bigger than a championship banner. That's pretty I think great. we're going to have to make a joke about that. I think that should be your TIFO. next TIFO. Your next TIFO should be, this TIFO is bigger than your championship banner. And you should send it to New York City FC. I, would, I, will, I will pay for the postal shipping... To, for you to make that banner and send it to New York City FC, I I'll talk to. I'll talk to our TFO team. Yes, Darby, what were your thoughts on the banner? The cute little banner that was or wasn't in this case. I mean, it's. You know, I I have a hard time because NYCFC did uh, have a really good win that we'll talk about a little bit later uh, this week. But yeah, that's it. In in the world of soccer, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, their CCL showing was, um, was a win. And this banner was just like, a like I, I carry larger banners than that. And on a flagpole to my local games every week, like what, what is that? Like, and, and, and my thing is why have an unveiling for it? Like when you look at it, when you look at the scale, just, just hang it up. Like, don't make a big deal about it. Maybe people won't notice they probably wouldn't have like that is not something to have a to have a party about <laughs> yes so that's basically all we have to say about dunking on new york city fc all i'll say is womp womp you won something and you blew it you had all this time you talked all this trash and then you got what you deserve which is a banner about yay big you know it's 
the little, little cute little rectangle that I'm not even sure if it stays up in your baseball stadium joke of a stadium. Anyways, moving and, and right please, along. Please, please send hate mail directly to Ultra, who, <laughs> um, as as the host of the podcast today, did use a uh, a visual representation on an auditory yes. uh, medium. So yeah, yay. it's a it's a postage stamp, is what it's it is. A postal stamp. It's a, it's a little like a, it's a rectangle. Yeah, it's got a little rectangle, like a little parallelogram, parallelogram action going on. You know, it's okay. I, I I for those of you who are wondering, I made a little rectangle with my hands, and it's cute. And you know, it wasn't for you guys to enjoy. It's for my co-host to enjoy, and you guys can just imagine what cute Ultra looks like making a rectangle with his hands. Anyways, moving right along, bah, 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 bah. let's talk Champions League. You're going to notice we're going to be rapid fire today because Ultra's like four Red Bulls in and that's totally okay. All right. So, Champions League. New York City FC barely, and I do mean barely, fell ass backwards into the semifinals. Good for them. Uh, Seattle, surprisingly enough, also very, very close to falling ass backwards into the finals. Montreal's got a shot and... So does New England. I mean, is this the year that an MLS team finally wins this thing? Darby. I think it could be. I'm I'm actually legitimately excited. Um I my my hopes are high for NYCFC. Um just because I love Mandy and uh Mandy's a big NYCFC gal. Uh she's one of our our past reporters. I think right now she's just a contributor. Um but yeah, super, super excited for Mandy and NYCFC. And um, they've, they've got to regroup because they, NYCFC advanced, um, but super duper struggled. Um, it, it really like, it started out like, oh my God, they're going to do it. And then um, it, I just, it was a really, like, if you have an opportunity to go back and rewatch that match, if you haven't, if you didn't see it live, um, it's, uh, it's a heart stopper. Yeah, I hate the away goal rule. Like I, I really think it's one of the worst rules in inter, in international competitions. I think it should just be straight up like and a lot of competitions have moved to this where it's just straight up goals. Like in all honesty, that match should have gone to penalties. Like it should have gone to even if you don't have added additional play in segments, extra time, it, it should have gone to penalties. Like it was a five five draw in my books. I agree. The away goal rule is stupid. Um, it's always been stupid, and whoever created it was stupid. But that being said, it does give us creative stuff to talk about for a podcast. Therefore, thank you, Mr. Away Rules Guy. However, as a fan, I do have to say that, yes, to come all the way back and to make it five to five and then to be told, ooh, you were close but not close enough because you gave up an extra goal here on this field, which was at a baseball stadium versus this field, which was not a baseball. Look, the point being it's a dumb rule and I it absolutely should have gotten the spot kicks. I don't think anybody would argue otherwise. And if they are arguing otherwise, they're wrong. I even think UEFA got rid of the away goal rule as of this point because of how stupid it was. Cause like, can you just imagine like you play, you 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 come back from down four zero at home, and you know you 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 tie five five and you end up on an away goals. I mean it's just dumb. Um, yeah, we saw it play stupid. out in the CPL with uh, 
to Forge FC in their qualification window to get into this uh, CONCACAF Champions League, where they need to score an extra goal against Cavalry to continue. Like, it's it's dumb. It's really incredibly stupid, and I know that us here in Canada, we got rid of it for the CPL Championships when it is two-legged. Um, it, it just doesn't add to interesting matches, but I have to tag into something you said earlier, Ultra. NYCFC knows how to play on actual pitches? Like, what is this? They don't need their mini field to create the advantage to I win? I know! It's shocking. It's top to everywhere. Real quick, want to bounce back around and go to Conrad. Conrad, is this the year? Putting you on the spot. Is this the year? An MLS team is finally going to win this stupid, godforsaken, elusive Champions League tournament. You said Montreal has a chance, and I don't actually think they do after their performance against NYCFC in MLS play. Okay, but here's the thing. So here's I think thing. you're going to have on. three out of four of the semifinal contestants, though. But here, here's the thing. Traditionally, in order to win Champions League, you have to be really, really bad in MLS at the start of the season. It has always it traditionally been the case. Even when DC United did it back in the 90s, like they struggled out the gate to focus on Champions League. So maybe this is a situation where Montreal knows that and they're putting all of their chips in the Champions League basket. It, it's true, and they are playing, as me and Darby talked about, in the Big O in Montreal, on traditional AstroTurf, a.k.a. carpet over concrete, that hasn't been renovated since the 80s. Correct. They're playing to their advantages. Um, honestly, I'd rather see them play this game outdoors and use the weather to their advantage, like uh, the Canadian national team used so effectively. But um, I think there is a good chance that the three American sides do advance to at least give the MLS a three out of four shot at advancing to an all-MLS final, potentially. So if three out of the four teams do advance, they would be guaranteed at least one one team in the final. Which would be the first time that I think we've made a final in, in a minute. And maybe ever. I mean, I know that we've won the tournament before it was the Champions League. DC United did it. LA did it. But... This would be, I mean, it would be huge. As much as I hate to say, like, oh, God, it's got to be one of these three teams that I absolutely can't stand. Um, you know, I've always I've always said, and this is my belief, when it comes to the final rounds of Champions League, semifinals, finals, especially for MLS, like, notoriety, it's we're all in MLS. We're all kind of in this together, and we're going to adopt whatever team makes it, whether we like them or not. Similar to how the national team kind of rolls around, like, you know, allegiance go aside if a team from mls makes the final you can almost guarantee i will be glued to the tv watching it and cheering for that team because I, it's good for mls if a team wins all right cool moving right along conrad you have an update for us on something that happened from the last podcast yes yes um so i am going to give a trigger warning here we'll remember it this week um we are talking about um Confer- well, not confirmed, but a guilty plea in a sexual assault case involving a former Vancouver Whitecaps coach. Um, FIFA has finally stepped in and actually joined in in the investigation against uh, a former Jamaican's women's national team, Hubert Busby Jr., which happened at the same time. And uh, you want to know who uh, Hubert Busby Jr. is being represented by? The same lawyer that represented Larry Nassar in the uh, in the uh, U.S. gymnastics case. So there is multiple different 
allegations against different coaches, former coaches on this uh, white cap side. So love that. Yeah. It's um, at least FIFA's joining in now in the investigation to try and fix and um, yeah. Find out what actually happened. Um, as much as we question uh, FIFA FIFA's on some things, ability to do anything. Yeah. It's uh at least there is an investigation going on and it just further puts a spotlight on the white caps for all the wrong reasons. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different here today and how we cover the week of MLS. So we're going to do biggest surprise, uh, biggest surprise of the week for you guys, biggest flop of the week for you guys, and then your best match. All right. Um, so Conrad, let's go to you first. What was the biggest surprise for you of the week? Uh, biggest surprise is that Austin FC is for real. Austin did not score five goals against the Timbers, but they kept it a match. This was a team that in their first year as an expansion side could not play a match worth a damn. And so this season they come out, score five in cupcake matches, and then go into Portland, an away fixture against a team that has historically been a dominant force in the MLS, and they lose by a set-piece goal. Like, that, to me, speaks volumes about the evolutions of this club. And I don't think any of us could have predicted how well Austin has been playing to start the season. We Does didn't. this mean they're going to play this well throughout the whole season? Probably not. But certainly a surprise to come out of the gate. Are you prepared to go on record to say Austin is going to make the playoffs? Do you feel confident in that prediction right now? So they have six out of a possible nine points. They're staying healthy thus far. They haven't played in uh, New England yet, but <laughs> I, I, they, I will, I will say the that they will be in the playoffs. What seed will they be? Seventh. Like, if they just, get in. Just barely squeak in. Yeah, they're going to squeak in. So I think there's going to be some harder questions asked at the end of this season. Um, but yeah, I think they're definitely a surprise to start the season. All right, Darby, let's go to you. What was your biggest surprise of the week? I'm going to say Cincy over Orlando. Yeah, that's true. Can we just give Cincinnati, like, a real quick... Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like congratulations, you guys. You know, you finally did it. You know? Um, is this the year Cincinnati finally, finally breaks out, Darby? I mean, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly... Um... Maybe this is the year that they keep us from the wooden spoon. Or oh, man. That they, that they miss keeping us from the wooden spoon. Yes. Yeah, speaking yeah. of, how are things going in Houston, Darby? Let's talk about that right now. How happy are you with things? Oh, my gosh. We finally got a win. Can I say that? Houston won something. And, yes, that's – you You can't even imagine. I, I'm, I don't believe that MLS has – stopped the moratorium on streamers <laughs> they uh, we just determined that that was worth the investment and i will tell you what those of us in the supporters section um the the fo people that sit up at the top whatever start yelling and start throwing things and people are like give me something and we're all looking and we're trying to figure out what's raining down from above us and somebody finally, a couple of rows behind me goes, what is this? It's just paper. And 
literally, I screamed so loud. I said, oh shit, crepe paper. And like everybody turns around and starts just hoarding the crepe paper. I was, I was terrified because so many people in the stands didn't even know what to do. Like I was doing a quick how-to streamer class around uh, with the people around me. Um, yeah, that was, and, and then, yeah, my kid went and um, gathered up a person sized ball of the leftover crepe paper at the end and um, threw it at people. It was, it, the, the win was a party, but that those streamers were more fun than I've had at a soccer game since they banned streamers. My so poor baby boy, record, Thomas Assal. Just for the record, um, crepe paper streamers, for those of you who don't know Texas lingo. Um, so just to recap, all right, let's bring it back around. Conrad, what was your biggest disappointment, biggest flop, biggest uh, what the F moment for you this week? So in three weeks of MLS, we've had all three Canadian teams uh, uh, concede four goals in a match. Yes, started with Vancouver. They sucked to start. Then it went to Toronto. They still suck. And now <laughs> Montreal has joined the circle of Canadian suck. Oh my god, it's so awful and So who's up this week then to give up four? Is it back to Vancouver? Uh, probably, if the cycle continues. And as I said, uh, Houston was not very kind to my boy Thomas Assal. Even though I think he actually performed better than a lot of people could have hoped. Like, the second Houston goal was a, was a worldie. It was a screamer. But, yeah, it probably is time to circle back around to Vancouver. Wooden spoon. Wooden spoon. All right, going back around now, Darby, biggest disappointment or WTF moment for you this week was? Oh, biggest disappointment of the week. You know, I just, I have to go with um, Dallas beating Nashville because I just never love it when Dallas does well. Um, I see. Yeah, fuck that. I don't know if that's what we were going for, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Okay, yeah. Can I, can I give you one, Darby? Yes. the fact that DC United ah. lost to a team that to this point had not scored a goal. Listen, like, Chicago is a legitimate team with legitimate players who deserve legitimate credit. And I can legitimately criticize DC United's backline ah. for leaving Hamid out to dry. Listen, it was bad weather. It was cold. It was snowing-ish. I mean, you know, it was nobody had a good time at this game, I assure you. It it was snowing. Did you see the Revs game where they had to literally stop play to clear the lines so that they That's could different. Them? They're used to it in New England. It's oh. March. It doesn't snow in March in DC. Oh. So, all right. And now we're gonna go back around one more time to Conrad. What was your player slash goal of the week? Uh, take a bow, Dane St. Clair for Minnesota United. I'll bring my little Canada flag out and say Canada has another keeper to add to our list of incredible national level keeper, uh, national level keepers. Uh, Dane St. Clair, I think, has won that third position behind um, between Sweatpants, Milan Borian, and Max Cripo. Absolutely incredible stop on a penalty kick. Um, a couple incredible diving saves to secure the one goal win for uh, for the Loons. And, like, that's a big match for the Loons against the Red Bulls. Like, that, 
makes me wonder if Dane St. Clair has won that starting net finally. Do we have Team of the Week yet from MLS.com? Uh, yeah, he was the keeper for Team of the Week. Alright, uh, any big glaring omissions for Team of the Week for you before we go to pick them? Um... Let me double check here, because that wasn't on my prep sheet. Uh... Mm. Oh, we stumped Conrad. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we played America's favorite game, stumped Conrad. Uh, I can't really think of anyone. Um, That's fair. Maybe you could have argued that Sanchez shouldn't have been in the midfield, and you go to a 3-3-4 and give Chicharito another team of the week leads uh, Galaxy with another goal and an incredible cross to set up their second goal. Um, but if you're wanting to keep it with a real formation, I guess this was probably the way you wanted to go because I don't think I could foresee any team playing for at the front unless you're maybe the fire and you decide we actually need to score goals against teams that aren't DC United. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that the team of the week was solid. Um, obviously, no Canadian teams represented. Because they all suck. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Team of the Week, all actually. Right. Good job, MLS, this time. Yeah, they got it right. They did. Um, all right. So, pick them. We're bringing pick them back. Finally, this year. Uh, slightly different rules. I'm going to get us a little trophy to play for this year. All right. A little, little cute little trophy. Another visual aid about yay tall by yay wide by yay <laughs> girth, give or take. All right. So, here's how pick going to work. We're going to go through every game. You get one point for getting the game right. You get an extra point if you pick the underdog to win. All right? So keep that in mind. And obviously zero points for a loss. I guess we'll give you half a point for a draw. Sure, that makes sense. All right. Cool. All right. Everybody ready? Going to run the gauntlet here. Darby first. Cincinnati and Miami. Cincinnati. or Sorry, Miami, I believe, is deemed as the underdog here, believe it or not. (laughs) Is... With with everything going on, yeah, I'm gonna say Cincinnati's on a run. Cincinnati. All right, going Cincinnati, Conrad. Who you got? The Meteor. Um, <laughs> it's at TQL Stadium. I think it's probably gonna end up a nil nil draw because both of these teams are offensively inept. But I'll take Inter just for uh, to have some a little difference between me and Darby. Let's see here. Let me just write this down. Darby taking Cincinnati. Conrad's taking Miami, and I'm also going to take Miami because I refuse to pick Cincinnati in anything at all whatsoever. I just refuse. Um, All right, coming up next, New York City, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the underdog. Going to Conrad first. Yeah, it's going to be NYCFC. Philly is... No hesitation? Not, yeah. Darby, what about you? I'm going Philly. NYCFC is going to blow their load. Oh, wow. It's at Yankee blow Stadium. Against... It's at Yankee Stadium. Nobody knows how to play there except NYCFC. People are going to be too busy laughing at that postage stamp. <laughs> oh, man. I got a secondary shot in. I'm also taking Philly. I'm from there. If I don't pick Philly, they'll murder me. All right. Toronto and D.C. Uh, I've heard that about is, Philadelphia. This is an even split draw between who is the favorite but technically speaking, DC is a slight underdog. Going to Darby first. Toronto. Canada needs a moment. Conrad? That face says it all. I'm thinking DC United. 
I'm picking DC United all day. Toronto is bad. They are injured. They'll have... Uh, but I do have to say props to uh, Toronto SC for listening to the podcast and starting both their... Well, starting Lucas McNaughton, their CPL call-up, and then bringing in Caden Chung, their other CPL signing. So I'm still going to say you lose. Uh, I am going to... Man, this is a hard choice for me because on the one hand, I'm a DC United fan... I'm president of a supporters group. I feel like I have to pick DC. On the other hand, I'm a DC United fan, so I know <laughs> what this team is and is not capable of. But fuck it. Give me DC by three. Mm. Give me DC by three in Toronto just to piss off Conrad. No, no, you're right. Toronto has <laughs> no, ge- no goalkeeping. You're probably going to see Quentin Westberg in this one. Uh, but yeah. All right, they coming suck. up next, LA Orlando in LA. Uh, Orlando is deemed as the underdog Conrad. Chicharito. He's been incredible this year. Like, I know he's an old man, but he's scoring like he is playing in Europe again. So, Darby? It's going to be LA. Oof. All right, I'm going to shock and rock the boat here. I'm going to pick Orlando. I think they're going to be pissed after losing to Cincinnati. And... I will admit publicly that their jersey, their white jersey, is not as horrible as first originally thought. So because of that, I'm going to give Orlando a sympathy pick and go out on a limb and say, Orlando, prove me right, baby, and go and beat L.A. And if you don't, then I will never pick you again for anything. All right, moving right along, going to Derby first here. Atlanta, Montreal. Montreal is the underdog. Atlanta's taking it. No hesitation. No hesitation. This may this may be the the four goals against match of this week. Oh man, I'll give you an extra point if that is correct. Just for shits and giggles. Uh, go ahead, go into Conrad next. Conrad, is this the week Montreal breaks out of their slump? Uh, I'd like to see how they play out in uh, Champions League first, but I don't have that uh, blessing. Uh, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna have to go with Atlanta. Montreal plays a midweek match, and then they head to Atlanta. So, going to be fatigue, and we're going to see the second squad. It's true. All right. Montreal, for me as well. Or Atlanta, you mean? No. Sorry. Yes, Atlanta. I'm half asleep. My brain wanted me to pick Montreal, but I stopped it. I stopped it. It was like, ooh, get in there, take Montreal. I was like, not quite. All right. Chicago coming off a win. Against SKC, SKC a very slight underdog going to Conrad first. This game is at Soldier Field. Chicago plays traditionally very defensively at Soldier Field. Um, SKC has not been very good this season in my eyes. I'm going to go with the fire. Going with the fire. Darby, what say you? I'm just playing my odds. I'm going SKC. Going SKC with the underdog pick, making up some of those points. Oh, man, why do I always have to be the splitting boat here? Um, well, seeing as how I haven't watched much of the MLS season and I can't stand Chicago for reasons that I'm not going to go into right now, um, let's go ahead and go with SKC for the win, baby. Just because I can. All right, moving right along. I believe we've got Charlotte and New England, where Charlotte is at home as a home underdog, going to Derby first. I'm gonna go with Charlotte. Really? Yep. Mostly. Really. Honestly, mostly because I'm so entertained that MLS has cursed them 
with the three letter acronym that always <laughs> we want to say clit. It is bad. It is really bad. Like every every time I double take, every time I have to force myself to say Charlotte. I don't know why they're not CHA like they are in every single other league. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say the clits on top. I God damn it, Darby. <laughs> Conrad. Are you Fuck taking Josie the Eldador. fighting are you taking Fuck. the fighting clits or are you taking Fuck. New England? Fuck Josie Altador. Charlotte all the way. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Well, I am going to be the sane one here. And I'm going to take New England because I refuse to take Charlotte um, right now because of their acronym. It's just it's bad. Moving right along here as we make our way towards the end of Pick'em. If I can get my mouse to work. Minnesota, like San Jose. Yeah, Minnesota, San Jose. God, there's so many. Okay. Minnesota, San Jose. We've got Minnesota as the favorite. San Jose is a humongous underdog going to Conrad first. Well, hopefully Minnesota learns and starts Dane St. Clair. So I'm going to take the loons, thinking they'll start their Canadian phenom. Going to Darby next. Same. They'll, they'll be home with the Wonderwall. I am also going to take Minnesota. I think this is the second time we've all unanimously agreed. If San Jose wins, I will be shocked. All right, moving up next to Darby's favorite team, Dallas and Portland, coming up now. So, of course, now another game here where the odds makers cannot decide who is the favorite, but Portland is deemed as a slight underdog against Dallas. In Dallas, going to Darby first. I'm going to say Portland just because I gave Dallas the tiniest bit of credit on Twitter this week, and that was all I could muster. Conrad. Uh, I have to take Portland as well. Like I don't know how they're underdogs. The team's been very good in the history of MLS. Well, not very good. They've been in the running for never missing the playoffs. Um, but I, I think the Timbers have to be favored. Uh, just for the purposes of odds and wanting to win the pick I'm going to take FC Dallas because uh, why not? Why not, huh? Why not? They got the Soccer Hall of Fame and some jerseys that exist. Um, all right. Coming up next to Darby's actual favorite team, Houston, Colorado, where Colorado is the underdog. And I'm going to say that Houston's going to take it because uh, it's finally starting to warm up here and they're going to be at home. We're going to be we're we're looking for that crepe paper again. Those streamers. And these are MLS's determinations. This is not the sports book, I assure you, because if it was the sports book, there is no way they would make Colorado an underdog against Houston. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I will take my two points all the way to the bank with Colorado. Oh, how? How MLS? Yeah. I uh I don't know, guys. This is this is a real tough decision here. I mean, on the one hand, you've got a team that got real excited over crepe paper. And on the other hand, you got a team that knows how to win. This is a real, real tough call, but I think I think I'm gonna have to go with Colorado just because I want to hear Darby rant about crepe paper some more. Um, all right, moving right along. We've got RSL and Nashville. I'll go first on this one and say I'm gonna take Nashville with the underdog. I'm gonna take Nashville to win this game. 
going to Conrad next. I'll take Team Spain. Thank you. You're going to take Spain? Yeah, RSL, your jerseys are literally Spain's jerseys from the 2010s. Fair, and go into Derby next. Same for me, RSL has that one. RSL, shame on you both for not picking soccer, Jesus. All right, and now we're in the Sunday's games. I believe we have three. Yes, three. All right, going to Conrad first. You've got Red Bull New York and Columbus in what is going to be a very good game, I believe, Uh, in Red Bull Arena. Columbus is deemed as a plus 340. So um, who do you got here? Red Bull New York versus Columbus. You're right. This is going to be a banger of a match. I don't think I'll actually be able to watch it, unfortunately. Um, If I had a coin here, I'd probably flip it. But I'm going to have to say I'll I'll take the Red Bulls. Taking Red Bull New York. All right. Darby, who you got? I'm going Met- Columbus. Just going Columbus for no good reason. For no good reason, just going Columbus. You feeling it? Yeah. All right. On the tiebreaker, I refuse to pick the Red Bulls ever. So come on, Columbus. If you held a gun to my head and say pick the Red Bulls or perish, I'd say I'd had a good run. So coming up next, we'll go to Darby first on this one. Will it Austin and Seattle? Seattle deemed as the underdog here. Austin's going to take it. Oh. Conrad? As I've said in our podcasts that are in the void and last week, I think Austin is really good, but it's the Sounders we're talking about here. Let's go Seattle. I am going to side. Well, I mean, Seattle's an underdog here. I want the two points. I'd be an idiot not to take the Sounders at this point. So I'll take the Sounders. All right. And last but not least. We have the biggest disparity in terms of rankings by the odds makers on the entire pickup, which means I will give somebody five points if they take Vancouver here to win. Vancouver I, I is won't a, even do it. <laughs> Vancouver is a plus 675 to LA's minus 275. They're taking LA out of LAFC. Going to Conrad first for five points, Conrad. <laughs> Will you take LAFC. Vancouver? Oh, man. LAFC. Thomas Assault, I'm sorry. Darby, for you know, five but, points, will you do it? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those odds. Vancouver. Yeah. Going to take Vancouver for the five points? <laughs> yep. All right. This watch. Vancouver is going to win by four. This is going to be the week they score four goals. I, uh, just for Who? Shits- Who's going to score for this team? Just for shits and giggles, it's at 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. It's in L.A. It's perfectly adding up for this to be the moment that Vancouver does not win. I am going to take L.A. FC, even with the five points on the table. Um, I have to admit that it was tempting, but uh, Vancouver is just bad. They're just they're bad. <laughs> How are they going to score four goals? Lucas Cavallini can't score that many. Bold he can barely prediction. score one. Bold prediction. Vancouver 1-0 off an own goal. Ah! If oh, that great. happens, I'll give you an extra point if you call that. That's smart. Vancouver can't score themselves. Need to rely on the other team doing it. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that. Watch, Darby's going to have called this correct, and we're going to have to come in here next week and be like, all right, we have to address the elephant in the room. Vancouver 1-1-0 on an own goal. And Darby's apparently Nostradamus. 
All right. Before we close out the show here, we're going to roll around to our good friends up in Canada with the CPL update. Five minutes. I, I, I'll take I'll take my five minute timer. So, for those of you who are watching the CPL and aren't really watching the CPL, FC Edmonton is currently under league control. Uh, their previous owner has pulled out after owning the team for over a decade. Um, this is the same FC Edmonton that was in the USL. Um, they currently have nine players on their roster and one coach. The season is 24 days away as of today. This team is in shambles. They are likely going to have a keeper coming in on loan from Cavalry after we uh, made a signing today out of FC Cologne. Uh, it's a 21-year-old keeper by the name of Julian Roloff. Um, other big news, Jonathan Sirwa and Sean Rea are returning on loan to Valor from CF Montreal. Um, Luke Singh is on loan to Edmonton from TFC. Former Cavalryman um, and former Hammer, uh, Nathan Mavilla, heading to Pacific FC. Uh, former League One and La Liga midfielder Abdu Sissoko, Canadian uh, player, goes to Atletico Ottawa, which, yes, is owned by this Atletico Madrid um family uh we did see obviously we saw forge fc start their season uh in the ccl but all the other squads except for fc edmonton have had their preseason schedule and trial matches uh cavalry went down to mexico to monterey and played against a couple u19 squads there uh atletico madrid or atletico ottawa went and faced atletico madrid too and did some training at their top-notch facilities over in, over there. Um, but yeah, our full schedule is out. We had the draw for the Canadian Championship. Go check that out because you will see CPL squads facing off against uh, big MLS squads, and uh, it's our counter to the Lamar Hunt Cup. Uh, Lamar Hunt Cup. God, that's a tongue twister. Come on, America, get it together. Um, but yeah, that is your CPL update. And just a reminder, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup does start next week. Or March. Right under the wire. You got it right under the wire. You were right there. You were right there. Just just good. slid it under the wire. Perfectly, perfectly good there. Hit the post. Hit the post. You were right there. Right there. All right. So, closing thoughts. To Conrad first. Go watch the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup if you have the availability. Support these squads. That uh, There's a lot of amateur teams competing. Go and support them. Uh, Canadian teams, please prove me wrong. Actually, don't because my pickums were all against you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, going to be an interesting week. Go watch the CCL matches tonight if this post goes up before those matches. It will. Um, and I'm remember, St. Louis... Remember to watch the St. Louis City SC signings closely because they've started to form their uh, squad for next year. That's true. They signed somebody from Borussia Dortmund. Yes. Uh, Swiss goalkeeper was kind of the fourth keeper from what I understand in that uh, system. But Yes. So, Darby, closing thoughts from you. Um, just, just kind of a note that I'm recalling as y'all are saying that. I think that Dortmund player does also have some... Um, possibly some concerning homophobic uh leaning leaning issues in the past and oh, we'll have to look into that and uh and and yeah it's it I, I think that they're they're doing like a some sort of a this is his opportunity to learn and grow 
like they're going to just um like san diego like the san diego loyal are trying to do with their most recent signing as well uh yes because nowhere screams beacon of acceptance for homophobic people like st louis you know yeah Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh yeah we'll see how that goes i'm definitely not holding my breath um all right so a couple housekeeping notes uh we will be back sometime next week as well uh we will be covering the u.s men and canadian national teams because you know if we don't cover canada comrade will throw a fit so we're gonna cover canada because i guess they're probably gonna finish top of the table or whatever not a big deal but whatever good for them i guess um and of course this is the last window we're going into with World Cup qualifying, guys. And to think, Darby, it was literally a year and a half ago we sat down and started these podcasts for the for the World Cup qualifying. And I remember we started screaming for Greg Berhalter to be fired immediately and uh, didn't happen. And now a year and a half later, I'm still screaming for Greg Berhalter to be fired immediately. It didn't happen. Um, so... You know, I think it'll be exciting, but once we get through this last window and the CONCACAF teams are set, we'll start doing previews looking ahead towards the World Cup in Qatar. God help us all. And, uh, you know, we'll see you guys around. But we'll And just back. a reminder, Seb Berhalter now <laughs> plays for Vancouver. Nah. His son. So the Berhalters <laughs> will still be in our in our podcast. for. Listen, I will do nothing but dunk on this poor kid because of his dad. And that is perfectly okay. All right. So from all of us here at Switch the Pitch, we will see you guys next week for a double dose of podcast. Probably a triple dose, actually, because we'll be doing previews and reviews of all the games. But hopefully you guys will enjoy your MLS week. And go MLS teams and CONCACAF Champions League. Don't fuck it up.